0: Don't you hear my savior calling? I said, Who will go and work today? Yes, feels right and harvest is waiting. Who will Hello everyone and welcome back to the Hewitt's for Revival podcast and uh, this is Brother Chris Hewitt with you and thank you so much for listening in. I hope you've enjoyed the content we've been putting out. Our desire is to glorify God and preach the Bible for what the Bible says. And Our last series on Can the Sabbath Save? was about uh, more of a doctrinal uh, issue that we face as we travel around the world, travel around the country and see the the, uh, heresy that people are uh, caught up in and trying to keep the sabbath for salvation but today i wanted to come uh, with a new series entitled living in the land for life and this is going to be more of an application to your life type series as we study and we'll uh, begin reading in genesis chapter 26 today genesis chapter 26 if you have your bible the bible says in genesis 26 1 And there was a famine in the land beside the first famine that was in the days of Abraham. And Isaac went unto Abimelech, king of the Philistines, under Gerar. And the Lord appeared unto him and said, Go not down into Egypt, dwell in the land which I shall tell thee of. Sojourn in this land." And I will be with thee and will bless thee for unto thee and unto thy seed I will give all these countries and I will perform the oath which I swear unto Abraham thy father and I will make thy seed to multiply as the stars of heaven and I will give unto thy seed all these countries and in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed because that Abraham obeyed my voice and kept my charge, my commandments, my statutes, and my law. And if you'll notice, uh, God tells Isaac in verse twenty to verse number two dwell in the land which I shall tell thee of. Sojourn in this land." And as you study the life of Isaac, you find out that uh, Isaac is different than the rest of the uh, people you read about in the book of Genesis. He was the only one of the patriarchs that lived in the promised land his whole entire life. Of course, we know Abraham come up out of Ur of the Chaldees and then he looked for a city. He spent time in Egypt. He sojourned all over the place. But he and he he ended up being in the promised land. But then Jacob Jacob was born in the promised land. He leaves out. He goes uh, to uh, back to Pandanaram. He comes back after several years of sojourning there, and he die and he ends up staying in the land. Then he goes to Egypt. He dies in Egypt. Gets buried in the land. And we know Joseph and the other uh, patriarchs of the twelve tribes of Israel. They went back. They went to Egypt came, and all those things died in Egypt. So. We find out that Isaac is the only Old Testament patriarch in the book of Genesis that was born in the land, that lived in the land, and that died in the land. You might say, Brother Chris, why is this important? Because oftentimes, now I understand some people, and I have myself, we use Canaan land as a picture and a type of heaven, but I want to present to you today as Canaan land as a picture and a type of the Spirit-filled life. And uh, we we have a lot of people saying a lot of things about the Spirit-filled life in our day. The spirit-filled life is not just hair sticking up on the back of your neck. The spirit-filled life is not just for a fuzzy feeling when you're singing in the choir. The spirit-filled life is not even just for preachers. The spirit-filled life is for every believer. And Canaan Lamb is a picture of the spirit-filled life in the Old Testament. We know of the wilderness journeys in the book of Exodus and how for 40 years the, the children of Israel, they, they wandered in the wilderness, the provocation and they uh, they came right up to Kadesh Barnea. They set the spies in. They could have went in and took it but they did not have faith and they were out of Egypt. They, they were, That's a picture of salvation. They had come through that Red Sea. They had seen the wilderness but and then they could have had and partook of the promised land, that, that picture of the Spirit-filled life, but they fell short not because of God not because of uh, something that uh, a bunch of them uh, didn't like or whatever they simply did not have the faith to go in and take it and I believe in our day there's a lot of Christians and they think the spirit-filled life is some something that's way out of reach. They think it's something uh, uh, you know, mystic or mystical. But today, the spirit-filled life is simply uh, surrendering your life unto Christ, unto the Spirit of God. See, the Spirit of God, if you're saved, lives within you, and He wants control of your life. The Spirit of God, did Brother Blue, Brother Stenett Blue, used to say it like this: The Spirit of God did not just sign up to be resident, but He signed up to be president of your life and i've always tried to say it like this the the spirit-filled life or or living a spirit-filled life is nothing more than you living your life As God would, if He was walking in His in your shoes, He's going to have the react. You're going to have the reactions that He would have. You're going to have the attitude that He would have. You were going to have the burden that He would have if He was walking in your shoes. He's you're going to listen to the music. uh, You're going to dress the way God would dress if He was in your shoes. You're going to react and do things like God would do if He was in your shoes. And you say, Brother Chris, I can't do that. Of course you can. But the Spirit of God that's living within you, He is the Spirit of God, and He can enable us to do those things. And that is the Spirit-filled life. So uh, I, I want to say a few things in our introduction message here of living in the land for life. You do not have to live in the wilderness in your Christian life. You do not have to wander around in your Christian life. You don't have to live a life that is carnal and fleshly. And you say, Brother Chris, are you saying you don't fall and mess up? A friend of mine, I mess up every day. But we there's a decision to make. There's a decision to live that way and continue that way and live a carnal, fleshly life life in the wilderness, or you can decide to, to, when you do mess up, when you do fail, to repent. Draw nigh unto God. He will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners. You purify your hearts, you double-minded. It is not just, the old-timers called it a Christ cease filling. The the being filled with the Holy Ghost is not just a one-time thing. Listen, we are indwelt with the Spirit of God at, at, at the new birth, at, at, at being born again of the Spirit. We are indwelt by the Spirit of God at the new birth, but there are, there, He does doesn't doesn't get more of us. Amen. We don't get more of Him, excuse me, we don't get more of Him when we get filled with the Holy Ghost. He gets more of us, and that's what this is about. Brother Buck Huntley said it like this, an old mountain preacher from North Carolina, he said it like this, he said, the the Canaan land has no fences on the backside. There are no fences on the backside of Canaan, and you can go in as far as you want. So this is a life, this is a lifestyle, this is a walk that we as all, all believers, we can all tap into and live it, not just sometimes, not just on Sundays, not just while we're in the choir or teaching Sunday school or preaching, but it is a command. Be filled with the Spirit. Be not drunk with wine. What does it say? Be filled with the Spirit. That is a not a suggestion. That is a command. We are to walk in the Spirit, not fulfill the lust of the flesh. We are to have love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law found in our lives, every day of our lives, and we can live that life our entire Christian life. I've got two children at the t- at little children at the time of this recording my daughter's five my boy's about to be three and my desire is not just for them to be saved but if they're old enough to be saved that they're old enough to come to the knowledge of good and evil and for the Holy Ghost to prick their heart, that same Holy Ghost can teach them to live the Spirit-filled life. And I don't want my children to just grow up saved. I want them to be saved. I want them to go to heaven with me. But I don't want them to just go to heaven. I want them to go to Canaan with me as well. And so that is my desire for my children, but also for you and for me. I don't want to wander in the wilderness. I Listen. I spent eight years of my life, my Christian life, uh, wandering and, and just bumping around and not not having any direction. And it was the grace of God in the fall of 2007 that my best friend and I, we began reading our Bibles. We began studying, walking uh, uh, with God and trying to uh, find more out about Him and find Him more in everything. And God began to extract things from our life but begin to place things in our life. And God began to work in our lives. And I've not been perfect ever since sense. I've I'm not, I'm not arrived. That's not what the Spirit-filled life is. That, but the Spirit-filled life, it, it, we're still in this flesh. We're still in this body. But we get the opportunity to surrender ourselves to the Spirit every day and walk in the fullness of God. That's our desire. And today, I believe that Canaan's, uh, there's three reasons why I believe Canaan is a type of the Spirit-filled life uh, but, and, and not necessarily a type of heaven because there are still burials in in Canaan. You, you know that Joseph, uh, he Get, or jo- Joshua, excuse me, gets buried in Canaan. And when we get to heaven, there'll be no more burials. Amen. And then there are still burdens in Canaan. There, there was, they, they still had to face hardships. They still had to face sickness and disease as we'll see in our study. There's things you have to face in a Canaan land that the believer has to face here. But when we get to heaven, we'll not face anymore. And then there's still battles in Canaan land and not in heaven. Amen. There'll be no more battles in heaven There'll be no battles there, hallelujah. But there's still battles to be had here in the spirit-filled life. We've got enemies. Not, we're not we wrestle not against flesh and blood as the uh, Old Testament saints did here in, in taking the in taking Canaan. But we wrestle against principalities and powers and rulers of the darkness of this world. And today there is a spiritual battle that is taking place. That when we get to heaven, that battle will be over. That battle will be gone. We are in a battlefield religion. So today, as we embark on this, we're going to see, uh, I believe, nine episodes of the life of Isaac and how he was able to live in the Promised Land his whole entire life. He was born there, he was raised there, he lived, he he matured there. There were things he had to face that uh, many of us had to face on a daily basis. I would I would venture to say that every one of us had to face the things that Isaac had to face, and he was able to conquer. Them. He was able to go forward and stay in that Canaan land experience and that is my desire. I want to learn from this. I want you to learn from this how as a believer we can live the spirit-filled life all the days of our lives. So as we embark on this study I hope that you will join us on the rest of these I know that's a lot of it there'll be 10 episodes in total but I hope this this study is a blessing to you as it's been to me over the years and my my heart's desire and I believe the desire of God is for you and I to live the spirit filled life give him everything not us getting more of him not just a fuzzy feeling there are days that I don't feel saved there are days that I don't feel goosebumps on the back of my neck but that doesn't mean you're not living the spirit filled life Our are you today? Are you desiring? Are you wanting of of living this spirit filled life today? I believe as we embark on this study, we will be able to see what it'll take uh, in order and what we'll face in order to be able to live the spirit filled life all the days of our saved life. You might say, "Well, brother Chris, I've been saved for a long time and I've not lived the spirit filled life." Neighbor, you can start today. You can surrender your life to Him today. Uh, you say, "Well, brother Chris, I've messed up. I've done this." That doesn't mean you can't. Start today, and that is my heart's desire. I believe also it is the desire of God for you as a believer to live the spirit filled life. So, listen in, watch on the next episode, and we will be getting into the, the bulk of the life of Isaac and living in the land for life. God bless you until next time. Don't you hear my I said, who will go and work today? Yes, fields are ripe and harvest waiting. Who will find this sheep?